Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Now, let me rip Buck, all right? Our genius. Our genius Buck show author. What did Sal say? Mary Buckmas? Yeah, he's the Grinch, all right. Here's the problem, Buck. I am not a Mensa. Is that what it's called? I'm not a Mensa. I like baseball. I think I know baseball. I don't try to act like I know more than everybody else. All right. I know baseball. We all like baseball. We all have opinions. I'm not that freaking smart is my point. Yet Kevin Cash put out a trap for you and you fell right into it. He's got three lefties in the bullpen. Okay. There's a right-hander on the mound. Tommy Pham is coming up. There's a runner on first and two outs. You're down by two runs. If you pinch hit for Tommy Pham with any of your bench players, they're all lefties, by the way, he's got a lefty in the bullpen in Jake Diekman. He's going to go to him. Okay? I know this. We all know this. It doesn't take anybody that intelligent to know that if you go to a lefty to pinch hit for Pham because you don't want Pham against the righty, okay, fine. Live with the fact there's a lefty-lefty matchup you're going to deal with. Okay, that's going to happen. You don't have a righty on the bench because you decided to start McNeil over Escobar, which was a foolish mistake, because if you start McNeil to begin with, you have Escobar on the bench, but okay, fine. Too little, too late. When you use Vogelback, who cannot hit lefties, there's no in-between on this. He blows against lefties. He cannot hit lefties. He should never see a lefty. He should never face a lefty. You're stuck either having Vogelback face a lefty or pinch hitting for him with another lefty who gives you a better shot to get a hit in Brett Beatty. If you do that, at least you correct the mistake of sending Vogelback back up to begin with. He shouldn't be up there. I'm sorry. There's no way you send him up against the righty when it's obvious Kevin Cash is setting a, a trap for you. So you've got two options. All right. Both, by the way, not what Buck did, our genius manager. Okay. Option number one is you allow Tommy Pham, who's been on base twice, to face the righty. Okay. That's option number one. You want to do that? Let him do it. Pham's already started. You made the freaking decision to start him. You even said something bizarre before the game about how much faith you have in him. It was such a bizarre statement. I thought I was being duped like the midday show with a fake quote. Okay, that's what that's what I thought. It turned out not to be a fake quote. Great. Then let Tommy Fan face a righty. Instead, you go to Vogelback. Now, here's your second option, Buck. Your second option is to send up Brett Beatty. 
because even if Cash sends out the lefty, it's not a big deal. Brett Beatty can hit left-handed pitching. It's not as bad as a Diekman Vogelback matchup. This was the first time Buck made a move. That's not debatable. This is not something any of us can have a back and forth about. He was wrong. And I hope he's asked about it after the game. And I hope Buck has the decency to apologize to all of us for making a stupid move. Listen, these lineup decisions drive us all nuts. He can at least make compelling cases, even if I don't agree with it. There is no compelling case for Vogelback being sent up as a pinch hitter when Kevin Cash has set a lefty trap for you out of the bullpen. Now, with that said, I don't want to complain anymore. Okay, this was a great night. This was an amazing victory. This feels like the, hopefully, the season-changing win we were waiting for, but I needed to get off that my, get that off my chest. With that said, F yeah, Hawks! That was a freaking win! That's a freaking win! Uh, I, I won't complain so much, but I have to just make note that not only was it terrible that they left Vogel back in to, to, to take, you know, to face Diekman, who, by the way, has been terrible since being called up or since, since playing. He's, his numbers are terrible. Not only was Vogel back the worst he's ever been, he struck out on four pitches that were all over the place. Dude. And he didn't swing at a single one. Dude, he one had no them. shot. I mean, Daniel Vogelback knows he can't hit lefties. The numbers are alarmingly bad. It's why Vogelback is a platoon player if you want to even treat him as such. Now, let's address the reality of what we are now facing. And I promise you, I will rip Buck a new ass every opportunity I get if he defies what I'm about to say and what I'm about to say again. Nothing that brilliant, just obvious. Mark Vientos needs to be the designated hitter every single day, okay? Lefties, righties, ambidextrous, it doesn't freaking matter. Mark Vientos' home run today was against, if memory serves correct, again, don't have the book in front of me, Ryan Thompson. Ryan is a side-arming right-hander. Not exactly easy to pick up. Mark Vientos crushed righties. He crushed lefties. He beat everybody. We are all sick of Daniel Vogelback. Okay? We understand his positives. They are not enough anymore. Mark Vientos has earned this. This is about earning things. This is not something given to him. This has been earned. Francisco Alvarez was sort of given the catching job, obviously. We, we know why. Omar Narvaez got hurt. Tomas Nito sucks. And it basically led to Alvarez. And, and by the way, Alvarez has been a great pitch framer. He's made progress. He hit the home run. But my point is, he didn't go down to AAA pummel pitching and make the decision for the New York Mets. That's my only point about that. I don't mean to throw shade at Francisco. Mark Vientos left no doubt. Mark Vientos, after a very effective spring training, got demoted to taking buses in the International League and responded like a freaking man. He has now earned the chance to play every single day. Brett Beatty should play third base every day. Mark Vientos should DH every day. And Francisco Alvarez is obviously the catcher every day, though I do understand if he doesn't play in the finale of this series, day game after night game, fine. Plus, Michael Perez is hitting 1,000. Let's not forget that. He's four for four. 
Now that your horn you, blows, try. Sorry. Somebody just honked for no reason. We're all sitting in traffic, fellas. All right. We're all annoyed. We're all in traffic. We all know it's three lanes converging into one. There's no reason to honk. All right. Okay. What are you going to honk louder? Well, what's that going to do? Anyhow. <laughs> oh, wait. Question for you. Did you notice what uh, Buck did defensively in that top of the 10th? Yeah, so he went to Brett Bailey to play left field, and I, I was I was racking my brain on this. He really didn't have an option because once he pinch hits Mark Hanna with Brett Beatty, he could move McNeil to the outfield, but that means either Beatty or Vientos is playing second base, and obviously neither guy does. Uh, so either it was Beatty or Vientos to play left field. I don't. I, I would tell you don't get used to it. I don't think that's something we're going to see a lot of. I mean, obviously. I guess the scenario where you would see that is if you want Vogel back to DH, you want Vientos and Beatty in the lineup. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I guess that's a way to do it by sticking Beatty and left, Fientos at third, uh, keeping McNeil at second. I just don't think that's going to be a common occurrence, nor would I make it a common occurrence. Now, Things can change. Vogelback gets hot. Mark Hanna's not hitting. I guess there is a scenario where we end up seeing Vientos or uh, Beatty. Obviously, in this case, Beatty played the outfield. But I think, Pete, we saw that because he had to. What I was curious about, though, is Marte. Marte gets hit by a pitch. He looked hurt. If he had to come out of the game, I'm not sure what the hell they were going to do. Because the only guy on their bench left was Michael Perez. So, I I I can't even... Honestly, I can't imagine what they were going to do. I guess Alvarez or Perez would have moved to the outfield. It's the only thing I could think of. Or one of them goes to third, and then Vientos goes to the outfield. But Marte stayed in the game. We'll see if he's all right. I'm not sure if he's going to be all right. I think he was basically forced into staying into that game. But, yeah, we got to see Brett Beatty play in left field. We'll see if it becomes a thing. Now, the other thing that we didn't mention yet because uh, we were just excited about the win you have to talk about Guillermo getting sent down. And what does this mean for Ronnie Mauricio? Because I think after this explosion, not explosion, but amazing win by the Mets, and every fan got what they wanted. They saw the young kids play. They helped win a game. And now you say you see a lot of still dead weight on this team. And Ronnie Mauricio has been doing the same thing that Vientos has down in AAA. When is he getting the You know, it's, it's funny. I – they don't have a backup shortstop right now. And I think you can live with that on a temporary basis. But eventually, you're going to want to give Lindor, even if it's not a day off, a few innings off. And I guess their backup would be Escobar or McNeil, which for a few innings late in a blowout may not be a big deal. So the reason why I do think this gives sort of some hope for uh, Mauricio is that eventually they're going to want a guy. I am in a tough spot right now. There's a giant truck who's trying to get into the lane, and I can keep pushing, but eventually he could just run me over. This is just about size. All right, go ahead, buddy. I can't talk until he passes me. I'm, like, freaked out by it. All right, there we go. We're all good. The giant truck from Maine. 
uh, has pushed me over and I accepted it. I had to take it like a little man. What can I tell you? Anyhow, um, back to the shortstop thing. I, yeah, part of me thinks this does eventually lead to Mauricio coming up. It comes down to who goes off the roster now. Remember, we had talked about Guillaume being an option to go down because he had options. You know, this is easier than DFAing somebody that you don't want to DFA. They don't want to DFA Eduardo Escobar, who has shown a pulse recently. They're not DFAing Marcana. Money-wise, yeah, you could DFA Vogelback, but I'd actually, believe it or not, as much as I've turned on him recently, I'd still prefer that bat off the bench. I think I mentioned that on the Rico maybe one or two episodes ago that in a perfect world, that is, that's what he is. So I'm not really a big DFA Vogelback kind of guy. The odd man out, if you want to keep the same amount of pitchers is Tommy Pham. I think he is. Obviously you go one short on outfield, but McNeil becomes more of an outfielder anyway with Mauricio coming up. Plus he gives you the cover at shortstop. Plus, as we even just talked about with Beatty, Beatty now becomes a little bit more in the outfield mix. So I think we're going to see Mauricio eventually. I don't think it's happening in the next couple of days, but I do think it's going to be very difficult to maintain not having a backup shortstop on the roster. When it came out this morning that Vientos was being called up, my honest prediction was a fake IL stint for somebody. I I wasn't sure who it was going to be. I kind of leaned towards fam going on the fake IL. You know, not really hurt, but let's stick you on the list. But obviously, to just cover yourself and not losing a guy, Guillaume was the answer. But we'll see. I mean, Mauricio has to continue to tear it up and play good defense at second base, and then there could be a role for him. But it's funny, man. The more Vientos, Alvarez, Beatty do anything, it's exciting and we love it, but it just makes us not trust Billy Epler even more. Because, again, Billy, I've said this before about Billy Epler. Excuse me. He had nothing to do with drafting these guys. Nothing. He had nothing to do with signing Alvarez as a 16-year-old prospect. Nothing. Okay? He's the guy that took over and inherited inherited them as prospects. And all he's done is be ultra, ultra, ultra conservative. And while you can try to make the case that hey, maybe keeping them down in the minors helped develop them more. You also could say, hey, where has this production been over the last three weeks as this team was struggling to score runs? We could have had Mark Vientos up here two weeks ago. But look, I don't want to fret about the past. I want to be happy about today and the future. Vientos is here. Beatty is here. Alvarez is here. Hopefully Mauricio is going to be here soon. And hopefully... This win against Tampa, this dramatic victory where the Mets came back once, twice, three freaking times to finally win on a PD walk-off. Hopefully, this is the game that turns the season around. With that said, my voice is sore from all the screaming tonight. Oh, I do want to say one thing about the experience tonight at City Field. So, by the time the eighth and ninth inning rolled around, my section, the 300s, was empty. And the only people left were drunk Met fans, like very, very drunk Met fans. It reminded me of the old Shea Stadium days when there'd be 15,000 people there. And by the time, you know, it was 1030 at night, everybody was just pissed drunk. So I heard some hilarious freaking things from these drunk guys. And I got to give them credit. Maybe they're listening to the Rico. I have no idea. First of all, when uh, Taylor Walls kept coming up to the plate, 
they would chant and scream from the window to the walls. <laughs> and I don't know why that just cracked me up so much. When Jose Siri came up, I mean, you know what they were doing. Yeah, I mean, it was obvious. Hey, Siri. Hey, Siri. Uh, there were a few other things. I'm trying to remember what they were, but the taunting that was going on just really, it made me laugh during the frustration of this game and thinking the Mets were probably going to lose again to the Tampa Bay Rays. So I just want to give a shout out and hopefully they get home safe and they do it responsibly. But I just want to give a shout out to the drunks from the 300s at City Field. You added a lot of entertainment to this game and I salute you. With that said, I'm done and I'm tired. Uh, we appreciate you listening to another Drive Home Rico. And kudos to Hoffman. Because Pete Hoffman, before the ball landed in the second deck of Alonzo's game winner, he had fired off that text to me. He says, no pressure, bro. You want to do a drive home? And first I tweeted, I think I'm going to do a drive home. And then I texted, oh, hell yeah. After a win like this, oh, hell yeah. It's a great win. Thanks for listening and downloading. We'll do another Rico, obviously, after this series is over. But uh, good win. Let's go, Mets. LFGM, whatever the hell Pete says. Thanks for listening to the Drive Home Edition of Rico Bronya. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Rico Bronya podcast. It's amazing, isn't it? Make sure you download it now to keep it on you at all times. <laughs>